Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 28 of the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. I'm TC Fontaine, my co-host Malik Ricks. What's up? Man, how's it going, dude? Man, I'm just chilling, bro. How you feeling? How you living? Man, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy month coming up. Like, we got like five, four or five weeks into the main <laughs> Yep. I can't wait. Uh I love Mania. Um AW Revolution was this past weekend. Uh pretty good show. I enjoyed it. Uh we're gonna get into, you know, what we said we was gonna do, get these grades. You know, we're doing these grades now. Yes, sir. Uh, without wasting time, we just jump <laughs> in school, man. Ain't nothing, 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 nothing really much to, to go over. Uh we had a few few matches on this car it was, it was what about eight matches or so yep um had some pre-show matches that uh i didn't watch pre-show <laughs> Me neither. Like i told you before i was watching a movie and uh <laughs> pre-show is on cutting to my movie time so i had to finish it up before the actual show so uh dark order uh defeated socal uncensored and uh we got the debut of coke cabana during that yeah shout out to coke cabana signed with AEW. Uh, I thought I, I kind of figured that was a matter of time just because AEW does so much work with pro wrestling tees, and that's uh-huh. essentially Coca Bana's company, so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a matter of time. Um, it's cool to see Coca Bana, you'll be on, yeah, it's good to see Coca Bana, yeah, national TV again. Uh, because the first time didn't go so well. Uh, shout out to Scotty Goldman, I don't know if people remember that. For for those who don't remember, Cocabana was uh in ECW, uh, WWE's version of ECW in like 2008 as Dang. Scotty Goldman and uh yeah, yeah. um yeah, WWE the worst thing you said it right there <laughs> that was it yeah it it was like the worst thing that somebody could have found out about him was that he was Jewish and they gave him the last name Goldman and oh. so it just kind of went straight from there uh. Just yeah. didn't really have much potential to grow. Uh, it's all good though. So uh, I know AEW. He's he's gonna get some good opportunity there. Probably. I I don't really expect him to do much there in AEW. Uh, probably see him on AEW Dark a lot. You know, since I'm not a guy who does who doesn't watch AEW Dark, uh, probably won't get to see him at all. Man, so, I've I've been watching AEW Dark lately and. Yo, they're putting on some amazing matches on there. Cause I, I was really sleep on it because I really didn't want to watch it too much. Cause you know, for a couple of weeks in a row there it was like pretty just boring just watching it. And so I was I just gave it a chance the other day and it was like, have some decent matches, man. Get uh Kip Sabian. Mm-hmm. Get get him on TV some more, man. Enjoy Janella, bro. Get give them some TV time, yo. Please. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'll I'll like to see AEW kind of kind of rotate guys out, kind of how I've been wanting WWE to do for a while. Just uh-huh. rotate guys in and out. They don't have to appear on the show weekly, you know, right. unless you know unless their story really permits it. Because not even you know like Cody and MJF, you know, uh, Hangman Page, those guys weren't even on last week's episode of Dynamite. Mm. It's because okay. they didn't really need, especially like the don't last one before pay per view, you know. But yeah. you don't really need to showcase other people. You had 
uh, Pac and Kenny Omega had a 30-minute match. Uh, and Pac, who wasn't originally scheduled for Revolution uh, prior to last week's episode of Dynamite, you know, he got a, you know, pretty good showing. You know, got to get him on the show. Got to get uh, uh, some women who I didn't know of. You know, they, they like to bring in, like, a lot of the Japanese women who I have no idea who they are. <laughs> so, but you have room to do that. So, uh, yeah, so just kind of rotate some guys in and out there a little bit more. So get, get some of those guys who, who really kind of are seemingly exclusive on AEW Dark. Just bring them in and kind of, you know, put them in the forefront a little bit more on national television, on Dynamite. Yeah, you got some, you got some guys that can go, man. Um, I haven't seen, you know, Sonny Kiss or, like, the librarian guy, none of them. We, we don't need really the, on Dynamite at we don't, all. We don't need the librarian guy too much. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just, I just can't get behind him. Uh, Sean, Sean Spears, you know. I haven't seen Sean Spears on yeah. Dynamite in a while. When he was on Dark. He's looking for a tag team partner for some reason. And that's another thing I'm going to get into later when we're reviewing some of these matches. So, man, let's uh, let's get into it, man. Kicking off uh, the pay-per-view, Jake Hager making his debut in AEW, his uh, in-ring debut versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, this match, like, like we were talking about before, man, it's good they got this match on first just to kind of get it out the way. Because uh, yeah. the last time these two went one-on-one was an episode of WWE Main Event in 2013. Oh. Uh, December 19th, 2013 to be exact. So I don't know how many people watched that match. It's just good to see Dustin having fun. Like he looks like he's legitimately have, like having fun in the ring and enjoying what he's doing. Out here hitting uh, Canadian Destroyers. Yeah, and Petey Williams is really upset that his, uh, Canadian Destroyer gets used pretty much on every wrestling show, <laughs> every single week. Hey man, there was one on Raw tonight. Hey, uh, Ray hey. Mysterio did one tonight. <laughs> hey man, you, you Petey Williams, how long you done been in the, in, in, in like the first three matches on AEW Revolution had a Canadian Destroyer <laughs> in every single one of them. Um, I mean, I there was some on NXT last. There was probably some on 205 Live, but I people, didn't watch that. Some yet, people so. think Adam Cole created that. You know what I mean? Like, Actually, yeah, that's that's what the tweet was. Like, people were supposed to the tweet. It was a because there was one. There was a Canadian destroyer on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just uh, such a cool move, man. Uh, one of the Usos did it to John Morrison. Really? I think it was Jay Uso. It was a uh, off the middle rope. It set up the finish where the other Uso did the splash. Uh-huh. And so, like, WWE posted the clip of it, and <clears throat> Petey Williams is like, if you guys want to laugh, take a look at the comments. And everybody in the comments is like, that's Adam Cole's move. Adam Cole. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I mean, great. I'm sure Petey Williams has had opportunities to be in WWE. Like he's, but like he was decent back in the day. Yeah, I mean, but it's like it's like his finisher don't mean nothing. Like I understand his frustration. His finisher is used as a transition spot in a lot of matches. Hey, or hey, just, they popping. Get the job done. They popping. Right? Like like if that's, if that's, that's a poor excuse, man. You can't just bro, take a dude if, finisher and water. If the it Rock, down. if the Rock created the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, 
I promise you, we would get more views like that day, but nobody would think it was us, the Young King Sports Podcast, me, a wrestling podcast anymore. We would have to change our name. <laughs> so just because he's popping, like, sorry. <laughs> Hey, if, if if the Rock ever did that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I mean, like, like fam, we got. Like, I'm just saying, you know. I think we got too much built up right now. <laughs> we can have a chance to to get the Rock for a little bit of money. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't really. You know, I don't know how like copyrights and like know, free music and all that shit work, but we would get a whole bunch of accidental plays for like those first few weeks. But then after that, like, this isn't the rock. Yeah, this is the rock. who are these guys? You know, that's basically what happened with, with Petey. Hey, somebody will like us though. Yeah, that's basically Don't what happened remember. with Petey's Petey's move, man. You know, shout out to Petey. You know what I'm saying? It's getting like more eyes on him, likes on him. Hey, show him who do because you know Petey. But is it getting eyes on him? No, because people think it's Adam Coles. <laughs> it's right just because what company he's with. I mean, is there any really too many eyes on that company? Where is Petey Williams? Is, I, thought he was in, I thought he was still in Impact. Is he in MLW? I don't know. Oh, we got Google at our disposal. Uh, Petey Williams is Wikipedia don't say where he at right now. I guess he's just on the Indies. Yeah. Me? I don't know where he's at. Not too many people can see you off of Fight TV compared to <laughs> Compared to USA Network and Fox, <laughs> like, like that's a big difference, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Williams should go to, to to NXT or something. Yeah, go to NXT and just you know let them know he who started just for one match. Like, yeah. Do you think if James Storm knew now what he knew back then, he would have stayed in NXT? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I'm like, man, because it was pretty hype when he first came too. I really, I was, I was hyped for him. I was more yeah. hyped for him than I was for Bobby Roode when I seen yeah. he showed up in NXT. Yeah, cause like he went back to went back to uh, Impact to foreign beer money again, and then Bobby was like, "Oh, okay, wow. Williams was on the Impact tapings last month at Samstown. Lost the Moose. Yeah, and he kind of appears on Impact every month, every few months or so." Yeah, I mean, hey, what 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 can we say? I mean, real fan, wrestling fans know who move that is, but to the rest of the world, it's like, hey, that's Adam Coles. Adam Coles. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, Jake Hager, though, and uh, Dustin Rhodes, that was a match I didn't really care too much for. Uh, like you said, that's really main event-ish, yeah. WWE main event-ish. Um, Jake Hager wins uh, by submission. Uh, what, what grade would you get this match? I give it like a, like a B. I give it a C. Okay. Wasn't man, too man. much to. Yeah. Yeah, like D- Dustin tried to just like we were talking about Canadian destroyers. Dustin yeah. tried one in this match and, and uh, didn't really get all of it. I don't know who's like that was his fault. If it was Hager's fault. Uh, I didn't really understand the stuff with Hager's wife either. That no. was kind of weird. So they probably could have did without that. Kind of took me out of the match a little bit more. I was never really into the match at all. I haven't been in, you know, much of a fan of Jake Hager's. All right, all right. Really ever. Um, one, he's an Oklahoma Sooner, so that's <laughs> one reason. 
uh, two, never really, like, I, I enjoyed the We The People stuff. Like, that was, like, when he was a face doing that, like, he was pretty over it. Um, After he lost to Rusev so many times, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, what, <laughs> that's what soured me on him. I was like, man, they could have had something with him. I was actually kind of shocked because him being, like, the patriotic guy, yeah. I was shocked they weren't pushing him. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you I was there. WWE I was there when he won his first world title when he beat Chris Jericho. Yeah. So I I can't say that. I was in there for a moment of history with uh and Jake Hager's history. Yeah, with with him. So congrats. Yeah, congrats. Uh moving on. Uh Darby Allen and Sammy hey, Uh it was a really, really short match, but it was cool. Um I give it a B. I told y'all, uh, man. Um, I'd give it an A minus, and I would have gave it an A plus. The reason why I never, I didn't give it an A plus, is because, like I said before, this was the perfect time to have a singles title for this. Like how the way the match started with Darby just flying out the ring and letting them just go at it for that little bit of time, and then them getting in the ring and just putting on an amazing match. To me, that would have been an A plus, but you know, we didn't have nothing on the line. It was just like these guys are fighting, and that's also much for Sean Spears. Like, why is Sean Spears trying to find a tag team partner? Like, there's literally nobody in AEW that would fit with him right now, right? To be a tag team partner, but if you have something there, because to me, I feel like you can still be in a mid card type pitcher. Yeah, if you have a title for these guys to compete for, hey, we, we that goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? That that that's the only thing that to me that was missing out this match. I, you know, I love this. I actually went and rewatched it again. Like I really don't rewatch too many matches, so f- for me that's saying something. And uh, these two guys have a lot of potential. Sammy Guevara is just like he 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 has it, man. I don't know True. what it is about him. He has it. Darby Allen, one like same thing. Like they just they just both have it. Honestly, I hope this shoot doesn't end here. Keep this going for a while. Hopefully they introduce that uh that secondary championship. Maybe they have something to fight over. Please. Um, for the tag team championships, uh, Kenny Page, Kenny Page, Kenny Omega, and uh, Hangman Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. Uh, the Elite Civil War. Hey. Uh, this my my main criticism of this match. It went probably about ten minutes too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan of long matches that are just spot fest. Uh, it's kind of what is taking me out of a lot of the probably in the last year, a lot of takeover main events is that they just went a little bit too long. It's uh-huh. kind of stacked stack the finishers and everything too much on top of each other. And it gets to a point where I'm just like, can we just end this match already? Like, you, you've done all you could do. There's only so many times a guy can kick out a move. There's only so many times I can watch a guy get kicked in the face in a Young Bucks match. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> It's enough of this. There's like, yeah, only so many times I can watch somebody. There's so many times I can watch Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, and Michael Champa kick each other in the face in the main events in NXT and, and do each other finishing moves on each other so many different times. So I'm just like, okay, man, it's enough of this. Let's wrap this up. I and love it. I, oh. No less. So that's that's what actually took uh took some some grade took some of the grade down for me in this match uh, just because it went on too long. So I think it could have got like a, a good A, maybe an A plus if it was about 20 minutes instead of 30 minutes. 
in that case, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a B minus. Man, with me, I love this match. I mean, I'm you know I'm the the wrestling guy, so I I loved it, bro. It was it was a back and forth, and then like how the way you know the crowd interaction because people forget like the crowd interaction to me is kind of important also within a match and how the way they kind of flipped on the young bucks like because hangman has really been the person where people are like leading to like yo you're breaking up the group he's been like the heel and then with the young bucks like really just going at him for so much and then the, the fans turned on him and, and it was just like a whole like a little tease he did at the end of the match. Story, man. Yeah, it was like a whole story. And like, and another thing I learned from this match is Nick Jackson does not get enough credit as he deserves. Like, honestly, I love the Young Bucks, but if they was to split up, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick really, like, came out on top because this dude, like, I still look back at his match with uh, Ray Phoenix, and mm-hmm. it was just like this. He can go. You know what I mean? He can really go, but. You know, to me, I'm like I said, the first one I'm giving this this match an A. Uh, it was to me, it was just everything. Cause me, I love that. I love all the spots. I don't care how many times they do them. Uh, just because you know, it kind of brings a little reality to me. Because honestly, in real life, if they were fighting like this, like they like just let somebody just pin them, especially if you really want something that bad. And it kind of brought a little reality to me. So. Yeah, I'm going with the A, man. I, I love this. Um, I really want, yeah. I want, I want them to switch the tag titles though. Like, I want, I want, mm-hmm. I want to see where they're going with this now because I'm kind of confused with Hangman. Like, is he gonna be a heel? Is he gonna be a face? I don't know, man. Let it play out, man. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give one lucky listener five dollars. I'm gonna get ten dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna get a lucky listener ten dollars. Uh, just a random one, whoever. The first time Malik ever says anything negative about the Young Bucks, because like clearly somebody got to get lucky that day. Oh, yeah, Something you gotta, rare like that to happen. You got to You got to get lucky. I, I love these guys, man. I keep telling everybody they brought me back to wrestling. Uh, you know, I'm not. I haven't been a fan of like every real fans match. never left. Nah, man. That 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 WWE run around 2012, 2014. It was rough. It was rough. But then that's when I found my love for that indie wrestling man, and they was at you, the forefront. You blaming of it. you blaming the Rock for it? The Rock, the person that ran you up. Not really. The Rock, Team Punk like, ran you up. It was just the whole show in general. Like I just wasn't interested in it. Like the wrestling, it was more. I was when they had like the core. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like it was. I wasn't like to me. When I see when I tell people when when we look back in history and we can go look at the the 2010s, how the way they're talking about the ruthless aggression era now, they're not going to look at the main roster. They're going to talk about NXT. How do I, this was the new stars of the generation. That, to me, that's what people are going to talk about. The main roster is going to be like, yeah, we had, Punk had his moments, Brock had his moments, AJ Styles went to WWE, but NXT blew them And Brian, the Yes movement. Yeah, but it's going to be, they're going to say NXT. They had some moments. Well, you can't yeah. just write it off. They ain't had nothing. They had, they, they, had, had, they had moments, but like their moments compared to the Ruthless Aggression moments, compared to the Attitude Era moments, it's like, it's, it's it's different. NXT brought something new, fresh. Where people were honestly, when we first heard NXT after after it went off TV, one of my trying to watch that no more. And then once you finally gave it a chance on the network, and you seen like, oh, this is great. This is really the the, the stars of this next generation. And I don't even know where you back. could watch it. Me to be honest with you, I heard they said it was on it was on WWE.com, but I don't know that to go watch it on NXT around 2014 when the network came around. 
and I actually like decided to watch because you know my love for wrestling came back, and then I found something that kind of matched the indie style of wrestling that I like, but they still had the WWE feel. I was like, yeah, this is great. Man, uh, moving on though. Uh, for the AEW Women's Championship, Nyla Rose uh, defends the championship against Chris Statlander. I didn't watch uh, this match. Yeah, I didn't care about this <laughs> match either. Um, I'm trying. I actually can't remember what I was doing. One, this match was in a pretty bad spot because I think it's the same, you know, problem. And it's really just a wrestling problem. You gotta have, you gotta have that cool down spot. And unfortunately, some matches go in that cool down spot after a really hot, you know back and forth match crowd is kind of exhausted they need a they need a timeout they need a breather uh this is that match and i think i think the previous match took a lot of people out of this one uh also the fact that i don't think a lot of people care too much about nyla rose uh for for reasons that we know of um kind of the same thing with chris stadlander as well i'm not too big on her because i'm not really familiar with her at all it's and it's just like she just division. came in. Yeah, just AEW's women, women's division as a whole is just, I don't know. They just need a revamping. Yeah, that match uh, of FSW doesn't, we watch is like, to me, you put you put that match up against any AEW women's match, and I think that match blows about the water. And it was just like a shoot. Yeah, match. that was a really like NXT TV caliber type of match that, yeah. that we've seen between uh, Lacey Ryan and uh, I forget who else. But, um, but yeah, it, like Chris Stadlander's been around a couple months now. Um, I don't think really know much about her other than her being an alien, <laughs> right? And so it's kind of it's kind of difficult for me at least to get into the character because I don't really take it serious. Yeah, not take it seriously. I just don't. I'm not. I don't, I don't have much of an attachment to it. Yeah, I, I so, don't. Um, this match, uh. I give it a C. Yeah, I'm with you. Right in the middle. I give you not, a C. Not too much to grade it on. Um, yeah. Oh, and speaking of of the aliens, uh, I'm sorry, just to off topic, just for a little bit. Um, I see something where they're where they're talking about. NASA said there are aliens hiding on Mars, and my thought is they might not be hiding there. They might actually just live there. <laughs> like, yeah, how they you gonna might, say they're hiding? <laughs> they might think we hide on Earth. <laughs> they might have a NASA themselves, and they going back right. like, "Yo, they hide over there on Earth." <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. People kill me with that stuff. <laughs> uh, next <laughs> up, <laughs> okay then. Uh, next up, we got uh, MJF uh, with Wardlow versus Cody with Arn Anderson. And uh, one, what the hell was that on Cody's neck? Was that one of the conditions of uh, facing I MJF? So. I don't think so. It was like you had to, you had to do this and that. You had to get the ten lashes. You had to face Wardlow. You had to get a shitty tattoo on your neck. Yeah, this is like all the conditions that <laughs> I would have like. Don't people, get me wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, people is free to do what they want to do with their body, but like, I. I can't not say that it's not ugly. Uh, it is ugly. Uh, ugly yeah. as hell. It's all kind of awkward in an awkward space. And all yes, that. and I, yeah, it maybe feels like a smaller tat. Or like, I, I would assume people put build it on up. Arm. Yeah. 
like put it on your arm, maybe like you know, yeah. on you. And I've seen I seen a uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is like it symbolizes him putting his neck on the line for the company. I was like, that's stupid. Cause like you could still go for the uh, same effect if you were just like, you know, we, we've put seen it on him his, put his neck on the line. You ain't gotta symbolize it. Yeah, like he could have put it like, you know, maybe on the back shoulder, you yeah. know, to say like, you know, he's carrying a nightmare family on his shoulders. Yeah. You know, or on his back. Like, he's carrying it on his back. You know, if that if that's the analogy you're going for, it's just it's just it's dumb. Um yeah. but uh, the match itself was uh it was it was kind of you know your classic you know Cody type of match. It's, you know, uh Cody matches aren't like Young Bucks Kenny matches where it just moves, moves, moves. It's more of a story being told. Uh and that kind of comes with, you know, Cody and his last name being Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of storytelling because it's kind of you know how what he learned from his pops. Uh so I, I thought this was an okay match. I was kind of shocked to see MJF get the win. Yeah. But it also, uh, you know, you can drag it out a little bit longer. This this wasn't intended to be the final match, and, and Cody has to win the final match. So, um, But I, I thought I thought initially they were going to do it kind of how, uh, you know, Gargano and Champa, their first match, Gargano won, even though his career was on the line. Yeah. But – that type of blood feud, it was just like that had to be the first established match, and then they can do the rematches after. So I kind of thought Cody would win, but uh, yeah, going forward, it's cool to see that he didn't. So it gives him a little bit of more creativity there. Uh, so for that, I'm gonna give it an A. I'm gonna give it this match an A minus, actually. Uh, I'll go with a with a B plus. I like I like the whole thing when Cody have like all the guys come out when he has an interest on big matches. Just because I'm a boxing fan, so I thought that was like super dope. I feel like they should have like did like little, not all the time, but like fun certain big matches. Uh, fun fact: the uh, the the band that sang his interest music, uh, I I did not know that they sung his interest music. Uh, they perform live. They also uh, sing the Miz and Dolph Ziggler's interest music. So if the Miz and Dolph Ziggler have new music on Friday, we know why. It's Dolph. Uh, <laughs> um, what grade did you give this match? I give it a B, B plus. You know, B plus. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of like tired of this feud, so you know, yeah. Like I, I said, man, they 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 blew the load on it too quickly. Yeah, uh, they they blew the load on it back in uh, November when they probably, I think. This pay-per-view would have been good for MJF to turn on Cody. Yeah, it would this, have been good for this one. Like, maybe I would have liked it more if this was, like, a no-DQ match because, you know, it was just them fighting, like... I mean, all... he was whipping them with the belt and the ref ain't do nothing. So, yeah, that's that, why I was that, like, is this I, a no-DQ? It, it's dope to me when, like, the ref did that, like, with Aubrey later on the night. But, uh, yeah, I feel like this just should have been a no-DQ. Like, for all the stuff that you've done, like, to me, with the lashes, you kicked me in the... Like, oh, this, all the crazy stuff... And I had to go through through this. Like, I'm not following no type of rules. I'm gonna hit you with a chair, hit you with anything I can get my hands on. But I think I think that's building up to something like that. But you know, it, I think it's interesting. Uh, I'm interested in how they're actually going to build it uh, because I don't I don't really know how. Like, all right, what else you can do? Yeah. Aside, like MJF already won. Uh, there was, you know. Cody did all that he was supposed to do to get the match. 
and lost the match. So why would MJF give him another opportunity? Yeah. Is Cody going to flex his authority muscle and be like, all right, fam, like, you going to face me now. I ain't about to do all this stuff. Like, like that don't, that wouldn't make sense to me. So um, me, I'm the wait and see type of person. I'm not the overreaction. You know, this, this is my biggest gripe with wrestling fans is they love to overreact to stuff when it first happens instead uh-huh. of giving it a chance to play out. Like, this ain't over just because it happened tonight. Like, kind of similar thing happened with Ricochet tonight on Raw. You know, we could talk about, you know, get into that a little bit later, but yeah, like let things play out, man. You don't, you don't know what direction they're going to go with something. And, and the fact that you've already made up your mind about the direction it's going to go in, you don't have any confidence that it's going to go in a good direction. That's, that kind of shines a pretty bad light on you as a fan, uh, oh. less than the company does. Like I, I love to give things a chance to play out because it's it's a story. I know they're not just about to explain a whole story, you know, on a two hour, three hour television show in one week. So in this case, I'm gonna let it play out. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna do it, but like AEW, you know, as much as people say AEW hasn't given me a reason to think otherwise, they haven't given me a reason to think otherwise. So I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna see what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, Pack and uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> this is a pretty, pretty cool match. Uh, kind of what I thought. Uh, Pack looks strong. Orange Cassidy got to showcase a little bit of himself. Yes, sir. Uh, this guy is over like crazy with the crowd. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't mind seeing like Orange Cassidy get a title shot in the future, the yeah. AEW Championship. Uh, not, not necessarily against John Moxley, but maybe. Whoever beats John Moxley for the title, be it a heel, and they uh, give Orange Cassidy a chance. And, you know, an episode of Dynamite, any you know. I love, I love it, this match, man. Makes it close, you know. They had, they had fun. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I it was said, a fun match. This it would normally be the cool down match, but to me, I feel like this match kind of overshadowed the Cody and Cody and MJF match. And there this was match no, was exactly what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> there was no buildup to this match at all. Well, like a little bit, but like not really. And, yo, they did it. Like, I, I see they had to bring out the Lucha Bros because I didn't I didn't even realize they wasn't even on the card for a while. But then, uh, yeah, I see they came out for literally no reason uh, to, to tag the best friends. But everything Orange Cassidy did. They've been man, kind of feuding with the best friends, though. They have? Okay. So I, I, I didn't get it. But uh, yeah, I, I love this man. I, I'm happy they showcase Orange Cassidy, how the way I've been like kind of vouching for him, because <laughs> like I I really seen different things as showing how to, like he's so quick, like the moves he do are just extremely quick and the he's very athletic. So uh, keep him with that character, man. Keep him with that character. See what he can do. Win, lose, a draw. Orange Cassidy is a draw. <laughs> In that sense, out the orange Cassidy. I'm gonna get this match a B. Uh, it wasn't much because it was a lot of you know defense from Orange Cassidy for most of the match. Yeah. Uh, but when he got his spot seen, he got his spot seen. He did well. Uh, the crowd responded well. Uh, Chicago wrestling fans always respond well, but you know in this case they they really responded good. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna give it a B. What you what you got? I want you. I'll give it a B. You know, for what it was, it was it was a great match, man. And you know, for to me to overshadow a match that was was 
that has been built up for weeks and weeks. Uh, yeah. Months. Yeah. So, shout out to Orange Cassie. Shout out to uh, Pat. And uh, and in our main event, uh, John Moxley uh, challenges Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship. Uh, first off, I wanna I wanna give a shout out to uh, Meredith Bell. Uh, Meredith Bell was uh, was the singer uh, during Chris Jericho's entrance. You know, he had a whole choir singing Judas. Uh, <laughs> and shout out to Chris Jericho because Meredith Bell is a black woman. And there was a lot of uh, was a lot of black singers in this chorus that that kind of got their shine on pay per view. So shout out to Chris Jericho for giving my people some jobs out here. They was lit. Uh, he moved up my goat list. Like you put a black woman on on television. Uh, just just to get a little backstory on it, uh, Meredith Bell posted a video of her uh, singing Judas on acapella. Uh, acapella is like that app where you can kind of like sing as like a, oh, yeah, a yeah. chorus kind of just by yourself uh so she posted it uh jericho uh, apparently dm'd her asked her if she you know could put together a chorus uh to rehearse and you know you know basically organize the whole chorus to oh, sing that's dope. so he asked her personally that that's yeah so he her. personally reached out to her and asked her <laughs> uh she says um she posted on Twitter. She said, when I posted the original uh, cover of Judas, I was just bored. It was a Saturday. I was killing time uh, between getting ready to see my friends play in Atlantic City. Uh, Jericho messaged me personally two days later after I posted a video, asked me to come up with a choir of talented individuals to do this performance with me. Uh, thankfully, I have friends in the local Philly theater scene I was able to call on. They killed it. It was a month of me composing the arrangement, scheduling rehearsals, tears and general anxiety kicking my ass but it paid off in the end i'm so so thankful i've said since i was 13 that i wanted to sing at a wrestling pay-per-view this is literally a dream come true that is dope shout out chris jericho for that shout out to chris jericho so uh jericho putting his fans on appreciate it he shows fans love all the time uh except in person <laughs> 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 I'll never forget that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't mad either. I was like, yeah, he just in character. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for the match itself, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, John Moxley winning was another <sighs> shocker to me because uh, I wasn't expecting him to win here. Me neither. Uh, at the end of the match, um, cuts a promo to the crowd. Uh, they tried to play his music and cut him off. <laughs> you know, that was pretty fun, but uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the match. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who he can face next. I don't know what's next for him. Man, Maybe MJF. His, him Maybe and Jericho. Dak. Him and Jericho's gonna go for a little bit longer. Maybe Jericho, a rematch yeah. with Jericho. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll see, but uh, what grade would you give it? I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give this match a a B. Yeah, it, it, I'll give it a B too because it, it's it's everything that I thought it would be. So, it's it's nothing I've never seen before from those yeah. two. Um, it's just in a different company. So, yeah, cool man. man uh, fun pay per view. But uh, shout out to uh Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins for liking Renee Young's uh, picture of him holding the title. Yeah, like I know that's your dog, but I know I know how that stuff can go. 
But fans are the only ones that think like that. Like I see wrestlers, I see WWE guys showing AEW guys love all the exactly. time. Exactly. I think that's, that's dope. Only fans, fans are the only people that that don't think that that's something that's normal. Well, it's just because like I heard when like Listen, when when I seen a, I'm sorry. When when freaking what's it? Uh, David Minwall. He was like when he showed up at an AEW event, like W. He said WWE gave him the cold shoulder. Uh, Vicky Guerrero had a like similar thing to that, so I mean I don't know, you know, I never, I only go based off what I what I see and what I hear, but I think it's dope. I mean now that I think about it, I'm like, but well, that's they bro, so like it's really and plus they took two top guys in WWE, so it's like what you gonna say to them, right? You know what I mean like what you gonna do? What are you really gonna do to them? They un- they untouchable. Like Renee, <laughs> Renee was backstage at the show. She like, untouchable. Yeah, they can't do nothing to Renee. That's, that's his wife. I don't really think it's anything surprising either. Uh, you know, on the internet, there is a picture of top WWE talent and top WCW talent just hanging out together in like the late 90s. That's like that's accessible on the internet. So this I mean, isn't the click was open with it too. So <laughs> like, Tyler, Tyler, was like Tyler right Breeze. back at you, HBK. <laughs> you said what? We remember when uh, Kevin Nash like threw the two sweet and was like right back at you HBK into the oh, yeah. on WCW so I'm like yeah yeah like t- Tyler Breeze and Sean Spears own a wrestling school together so I don't, yeah. I don't think it's that big of a deal <laughs> that these people hang out Sammy, like, Sammy Zayn was yeah tell the people they can't hang out with, he, with other people from other companies like grown ass adults I can chill whoever I want to yeah. Let's get that vent to Tony Khan pick. <laughs> hey, we need we need a picture of Triple H and Tony Khan and Triple H is doing the point. <laughs> they be doing the head swap and all that stuff, man. Man, uh, shout out to AEW. Another uh, really good show. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chris Jericho for, for hiring black women. Shout out to, and, uh, shout out to Cody's tattoo artist for the finesse. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, also announced on this show, I forgot to mention, uh, AEW is going to have a War Games match, but they can't call it War Games, so they call it a Blood and Guts match. Yeah. So uh, that'll take place on an episode of Dynamite. Uh, I don't know if they announced the date. I think they did. Um, March 25th. Yeah. Wait, this is not going to be a pay-per-view? Nah. Next pay per view is going to be double or nothing, so it's a special episode of Dynamite. Um, oh, that's dope. I, don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to be. I think it's going to be different from the way WWE does war games in NXT. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. So maybe yeah. they're doing like the OG war games, where they have like two cages on top of each other. I hope they don't have them. Two cages. <laughs> I hope I don't they don't do that too. No. Man, uh, Young Kings Wrestling, man, you already know. Or to find us at, you can like us, subscribe to us on Anchor, on Spotify, yes. on iTunes, yes. and on Google Play, and also iHeartRadio. You know, follow us at YK Wrestling. Uh, we are unsuspended from Instagram. Hey, so go ahead and follow us there, man. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back for you with some more wrestling. Welcome back to the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. Uh, another week in, uh, in WWE, man. Uh, controversial uh, Saudi Arabia show. When is the, the Saudi Arabia show is synonymous with controversy. I kind of like that. 
because you just know every time they go to Saudi Arabia, people about to be mad as hell about what happened on the show. Yeah. So that's probably that's something to look forward to every year. It's like, how's WWE gonna piss people off today? So I think going forward, that's gonna be my approach to it. Uh, a lot of people are overreacting, and like I was saying, we gotta let things play out because. A lot of stuff was explained the very next day. And it kind of made sense of the uh, events at Super Show now. Um, Goldberg opened up SmackDown, uh, comes out with the Universal title. Basically, you know, waste no time. I was like, who my next challenger? Man? Show me my opponent. I don't, don't want to hear all that funny stuff. Uh, Roman came out. It was just like, me, motherfucker. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> man, this about to be that's what? Our, that's our match for WrestleMania. 03? Was it 03 with him and Brock? 2004, WrestleMania 20. They're gonna, they're going to. I think the fans are going to like try to like ruin this one. Hey, but Roman from Florida though, so he might have some fam and you know some people I, I in hope here. So. I hope so. I I don't know how far like Roman from Pensacola. I don't know how far Pensacola is from Tampa. Pen- Pensacola, <laughs> Pensacola, y'all, Pensacola dog. So shout I don't shout to Roy Jones. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how 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 far Pensacola and Tampa is. Maybe Roman got some people with him that could come in at WrestleMania, you know, support him. Uh Sasha Banks came back. Uh Sasha and Bailey lost to Naomi and Lacey Evans. Uh Lacey Evans did a, a terrible uh dive outside of the ring <laughs> with Naomi. It was pretty bad. She kind of botched it, tripped up on the top rope a little bit. It's all good. Stuff happens. Uh, Bobby Roode uh, beat Kofi Kingston. Uh, Sami Zayn and uh, his roadies, or or Shinsuke and his roadies. I don't know. Uh, Shinsuke, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro come out. It's a contract signing uh, between Braun Strowman and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura for a rematch, Intercontinental Championship rematch. Bron's mouth got him into trouble, basically saying I could beat all three of y'all. And Sammy's like, "Oh, why don't you, you know, why don't we challenge all three of us then? All you know, we all gonna sign the contract then." So uh, it's a three-on-one handicap match at Elimination Chamber this Sunday uh, for the Intercontinental Title. Uh, I forgot Elimination Chamber was this Sunday, so I forgot yeah. to include that in our notes <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> so we go out to call an audible here real quick. Um, hey man, yeah, is we live? Uh, <laughs> but but Shinsuke, uh, Sammy Zane, and Cesaro all beat down Braun Strowman, uh, and that's what happens when Braun Strowman wears jeans, he gets his ass beat. <laughs> he should never wear jeans again because that was really weird. I'm not used to seeing the bro wearing jeans, <laughs> and uh, Braun, Braun Strowman need to shave his head too, man. He balding in the back, I've seen it. I've been noticing it for a while, but I really noticed it on Friday. He balled it in the back? He, he balled it. Go watch the segment. You can see. Like, he, he BC? Barrett? Man. You know, he's the BC? He, he looking worse than Barrett Corbin. He he got the 2009 Shawn Michaels going. Ooh. Let me go check this out. Uh, Daniel Bryan beat Curtis Axel. Uh, Drew Gulak on commentary. So I don't know what they're doing with Daniel Bryan right now. I really don't know. So hopefully we get something new going with them this weekend. Uh, the Miz and Morrison came out, celebrated their title win. 
uh, faced Usos. Uh, got told that there's going to be an elimination chamber match for the tag titles. So we got uh, Miz Morrison, he is Usos. Yeah, you see it? Yeah. <laughs> it's all bad. Yeah. Uh, we got the, the Miz, the Usos, the New Day, Heavy Machinery, uh, Lucha House Party, just just because you needed, you know, another team there. Somebody to climb all the way up the cage <laughs> and just fall down again. And then, uh, and then Rudolph. So it's Dolph. That should be a fun match. With some uh, rude. Which I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they they changed that from the original, which was supposed to be like Roman and five other guys in the number one contender match. Because <laughs> you already knew who was going to win it. Yeah. So it makes zero sense to have two predictable chamber Dude. matches. You think New Day is gonna be two and zero in this chamber match? No, I think the Miz and Morrison are gonna, you know, really get through it and uh, probably just retain their championships. Uh, if not, then maybe Heavy Machinery. Is that the only elimination chamber match? Uh, we got the women's on Raw. Oh, okay. <laughs> They need to just, the, honestly, they need to stop like naming these pay per views after these matches and just put the matches on the pay per view. Like, you remember they had that Fatal Four Way pay per view and they had like two Fatal yes. Four Way matches. <laughs> yes. Like, well, when when that when like when that stuff first started happening, I thought it was gonna be like how the way TNA used to do theirs. Like, remember uh, what was that lockdown? lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. And like they would have all the every cage, every match was a cage. So I thought it was gonna be something like that, and it was just not. Or like extreme rules, and we'd be having like regular matches. That's what didn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, I don't like, know like, why they did. Let's that. get back to the the naming of the pay per views. And what happened to Armageddon? Yeah, like no way. Uh, Armageddon two thousand eight. Never forget. Like, remember Elimination Chamber used to be called No Way Out. Yeah, like, I was there. I was there at the No Way Out. Me and my dad went there when they were out here, and I want to say like Jeff Hardy, Undertaker. Shawn Michaels? I went on Shawn Michaels. Uh, I forget who I was in there. I know I was there for that one. Yeah, but uh, also in our main event segment, John Cena returns. Uh, and he came in and, you know, basically came back. They hyped up John Cena to basically say this dude is not going to compete at WrestleMania. Uh, he said uh, he respects uh, the work that the full-time guys, you know, the future of the company put in and, you know, he said he basically he would be wrong to to step in and take that. Uh, as he made his way up to the the top of the stage, the lights go out and the fiend is right behind him, and the fiend has enough respect to John Cena to point towards the WrestleMania sign and challenge John Cena. And John Cena kind of tips his snap back, and uh, and the lights went off again, and that's the end of our show. So we're gonna get John Cena versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of, you know, and they and they upset back about this. Basically oh. saying John Cena was basically saying he didn't want to take an opportunity away, and then he just takes the opportunity away anyway. Whereas, like, he said he didn't want to take a, a shot, you know, away from the future of the company by coming in and, you know, challenging whoever. But he got challenged by one of those one of futures he was talking yeah. about. <laughs> so, Josh has never been one to shy away from a challenge, bro. This this kind of made me a little bit upset about Goldberg having a championship too. So I feel like this match would have been way like so more perfect with that title on the line. 
where it's like defeat. He did, but that dude kind of defeat the purpose of John Cena's promo too, or he didn't want to take any opportunities away. I mean, you already he doesn't take, need it. He, he didn't even have to do that promo. Honestly, he could have just gave a big ups to the future, and it just you have that title on the line, like the fiend popping up, like yo, like I'm the best man. Like you know, people scared him. I just beat Goldberg. Like, but what if the fiend when he lost to Goldberg, and he gets right back up? And he just looks at Goldberg and he disappears. But what if that's the fiend is like, he was defeated. He accepted his defeat and is like, I'm going on to my next mission. John Cena. Nah, because what was the point of even going for the title in the first place then? If it was just like, uh, I'm going to give it up to your old ass. Basically. Cause that that's the whole purpose of anybody Go, being in WWE. Like, it's like it's like we talked about though. Like Goldberg is not afraid. Like Goldberg isn't scared of the. I mean, there's been a lot of people who ain't been afraid, but got their ass whooped. But, <laughs> like, but Goldberg a different animal. Whereas like Goldberg ain't never been afraid of nobody. Whereas like Daniel Bryan is, is more. It was it was pride, but like you know the Miz, it was pride, but true like truthfully they were scared well it, no it was they wanted that they want the championship like anybody fighting him for no reason that's what i'm saying like to me if they had the fiend have this belt so we all know john cena needs one more to pass rick flair we know this uh to pass the lakers too yeah and the fiend you know you you're that's that, irrelevant, like, but if you, you yeah, if you beat Bill Goldberg, like like I said, if you're building Bill Goldberg up to be this guy who's been wrestling since the 90s and can come back and just destroy everybody, if The Fiend beats him, that's like, all right, this is strong. Now you're going at John Cena, the guy who's really held this company together probably longer than any other top guy. I mean, you know, Rock held it together from what? Rocking Stone Cold, and you can throw Triple H in there, held it together from what? What ninety six to maybe two thousand three? Ninety eight to 03. Yeah, John Cena came in what two thousand five. He won his first, and he barely stopped. What like two three years ago? So you you being the top guy, you having this for for the championship? You know, it just me because me. I, like I said, Goldberg is one of those acts where he's going to draw whether he has this title or not. Uh, him and Roman would have been just a great, like, you know, passing the torch type match. Or I wouldn't have been, I, I wouldn't have been, honestly, they had like a little fatal four way match with Drew, Brock, Goldberg, Roman, like, just let them tear it up. Just because I'm just open minded like that. I think, uh, honestly, I, I don't see the issue with it because a lot of people, back last fall were screaming about how the fiend didn't need the championship and now that they took the championship off of him they're mad about that or it's like he had to lose eventually and i think it was just uh you know you do what you got to do to get it off of him and then move on i think it was just a missed opportunity to build somebody else because i was thinking about it i was like could you imagine like harley race or somebody coming in and taking like the belt from stone cold or some shit or like one of those top acts where you have an opportunity to actually, like I say, uh, honestly, I wouldn't mind if Fiend held that belt for a year. Even though I know people would have been upset to build up somebody like Aleister Black or something like that, where to me the fans is getting super behind him. 
But hey, Hulk Hogan beat Triple H when he was 50. Exactly. And it was terrible. Ain't nobody say nothing about that. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted that. I was a little ass kid. I didn't I when I look look at I was there. I, I remember was I was there. Hulk Hogan. Everybody wanted that. Air people they wanted Hulk Hogan to, to get one more. So. I'm sure they did. I think we was in a different time. But it's like if we we had put those fans today back then, they would have went crazy on Hulk Hogan. The Hulk man. Uh so I, I'm I'm hyped to see it, man, because I always you know want to see John Cena. I'm a huge John Cena fan. That was a that that guy, you know, was the the number one guy back then. And I remember I was a John Cena fan, but everybody on the internet hated John Cena back in like 2006, 2007. Me, I, I, I was hating on him too, just just to be a part of something. But like oh. deep down the side, you, you know that you remember that like that Kodak Black meme when he got the ski mask on. Yeah. Like that was me, like rooting for John Cena off the internet. I love. It. <laughs> I, like I remember watching ECW One Night Stand and seeing everybody boo him. I was like, "What the fuck? What are you talking about?" And then WrestleMania, I was like, "Wait, huh?" I'm booing John. Okay. okay. John Cena is John Cena is the goat, and like that's WWE be saying it all the time. Like that's the that's the thing they try to push now is John Cena being the goat, but he really is low key when you think about it. Yeah. He up there. He's like, like I said, he held. Like he didn't have the crutch, man. Years. Like, like Stone Cold and them, they they had crutches. They had each other to lean on back then. Yeah. Like John Cena didn't really have anybody on that level with him. All right, even you know, if he had, he had some guys that was just slightly below. Right, like the Randy Orton's and the and the edges. Like they were right, they were right below, but they weren't on the same level. They weren't selling out arenas. They weren't. You know, selling out merch like John Cena was back then. Yep. Whereas, like back in the Attitude Era, you had a bunch of guys: Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Undertaker. All of them were kind of on the same level with each other in the same tier. There was nobody in John Cena's tier back then, and it shows. It shows now, right? So John Cena might just be the goat, and so it's good to see him back and have you know. Hopefully, this not his last match. I don't ever want to see John Cena retire. I want to see one more title program with him. Yeah, me Later too. Later this year. I don't know. Um, moving on to Monday Night Raw, though, man. Uh, we get a Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman promo. You know, same, you know, typical, typical. Uh, but Paul Heyman was talking real greasy to Drew McIntyre. And Drew wasn't feeling it. Drew come out, go face-to-face with Brock Lesnar. Brock is like... Brock started pointing to the WrestleMania sign, like, no, we're we going we to we fight at WrestleMania. Uh, Brock tried to go for the tackle and got hit with a Claymore. <laughs> and hey. laid out in the middle of the ring. And so, you know, the whole crowd, you know, shout out, shout out to the to the crowd at Barclays Center in Brooklyn because this crowd was hot. They was, they was really on Brock's neck after he got laid out. And, uh, <laughs> Brock is just, you know, pandering to the crowd and, Turns around, gets hit with another Claymore on the rail. <laughs> like, bam. Like, one wasn't enough. Uh, one wasn't enough. Uh, two also wasn't enough because the crowd is just, like, chanting one more time. And so, you know, his Brock with another Claymore. So, yeah, got three more <laughs> uh, Brock, I, I don't expect Brock Lesnar to be happy next week. I just say nah, that. Man. Let him come in here and uh, tell some stuff, man. For the uh, for the Raw Tag Team titles, we get the Street Profits 
versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Uh, Street Profits cut a, a really good promo at the beginning of the match. Uh, and with that promo, we knew what was going to happen. Uh, Street Profits beat Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Uh, Seth Thank Rollins God. has the shortest tag team title reigns I've ever seen anybody have when it comes to, you know, him and a kind of a makeshift partner. Probably yeah. had those belts for maybe, what, three weeks? Yeah. I think him and Dean Ambrose had it for three weeks. It just his that last time. Pointless. Jason Gordon had it for what, two, three weeks. Him <laughs> and Braun had it for two weeks. <laughs> his Pointless. longest title was with Roman Reigns, the first one he had. Yeah. Uh, At least they was a team. Shout out to the Street Profits, man. Uh, shout out to Angelo Dawkins. Uh, gets, gets showcased on Monday Night Raw, wins the tag team championships in New York City. Yeah. If you if you know Angelo Dawkins' uh, journey, it hasn't been smooth. He was in developmental for about seven years. Uh, finally made it to the main roster. Uh, won uh, the tag team championships at a uh, Takeover twenty five, <laughs> where I think uh, I think the Takeover before that was the first ever Takeover that he competed at. Really. And uh, so yeah, he was in developmental for seven years. Took seven years to get on the Takeover. Took seven years to win a championship in NXT. Uh, comes to Raw and wins a championship within the first year. So shout out to the Street Profits. That's dope. Uh, Riddick Moss beat Ricochet for the 24-7 title. Uh, so uh, I got faith in Paul Heyman. Because <laughs> um, like I said, I, I am I, I, I wait for things to play out. And I know you're not going to have Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet, one of your most over guys. Lose to Riddick Moss in a 24-7 title match and I have a plan for him. So I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping over this. I know they I, got a plan for him. I wasn't mad about Ricochet losing, honestly. Like, honestly, that kind of like, you know, building, you know, Riddick a little bit because I don't I, I still had no idea who he was. But it's just like, what are they doing with this belt? Like this belt's low key's becoming pointless. <laughs> like it's it's I mean, like a 24-7. Honestly, in the name, like I understand, you can't have guys chasing somebody all every week, but it's like that's probably what they're taking a break from. I, I guarantee you WrestleMania come around, we're gonna gonna get some shenanigans with our It's gonna be back to the norm, but you, I, I feel them. You kind of had to take a break from that because it was getting old, you know. And Maybe more people like, were missing it. It should just like push the belt to the back burner, basically, because it, like it just don't make any sense. Quiet retirement. Nah, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah. want them to retire. Well, I don't know. Cause I kind of thought that was where they were going when um they had like this employee at WWE headquarters had won it. Uh huh. And I thought like that was where they were going because I heard about that and I didn't hear about anything other than that. But then next thing I know, like our truth had it back. Apparently, he won it back like later that day, but I didn't see it. So yeah, I mean, uh, like to me, it's always other stuff you can do. You have so many shows. Where it's like if you don't want to broadcast some something on a on one show, it's always another. You know what I mean? Like take that thing down to you know full cell, take it overseas, take it somewhere. Like I'm sure there's people who can use that that time with the with the belt. I mean, it's not like somebody has. There's a lot of people in NXT. I think could could do something with it. Like I I haven't seen Kona Reeves around in a while, but I yeah. think he would be interesting in a 24/7 segments. Um. 
Yeah, let, let, let's, you know, let, let's you know get them some time and just to do something. I mean, like if you don't want to, Kushida would be fun. With it, yeah, like Shane yeah. Thorne would be great. Oh yeah, Shane Thorne. So you got a lot of guys in NXT that could challenge for it as well. Uh, Cut the check, since, Vince. Since USA created the championship, essentially NXT should be a part of it. It's on USA. So right. uh, AJ Styles comes out and. Uh, <sighs> You know, basically, he's talking about how he uh, he has beef with Mark Wahlberg because Mark Wahlberg <laughs> told him to, you know, be scared of the Undertaker, basically. Uh, AJ Styles ain't scared of nobody. Uh, Alistair Black and AJ Styles was scheduled, uh, but apparently in the contract, AJ Styles uh, told Alistair Black that he had to face Carl Anderson. And then uh, Alistair Black beat Carl Anderson. Uh, and then he had to face Luke Gallows. Uh, he beat Luke Gallows, and then, uh, you know, OC jumped him. AJ Styles beat Aleister Black uh, with a phenomenal forearm and then pinned him like the Undertaker. So uh, a lot of people were just like, oh, they wasted Aleister Black's first first loss on this, yada, yada. Again, let stuff play out because it's, it's kind of clear as day what direction they're going with. Like, AJ Styles beefing with The Undertaker, now he's beefing with Aleister Black. Probably yeah. won't get Aleister Black and The Undertaker teaming up at Mania versus the OC. Which I, I do because I, I don't want to see Undertaker in a in a one-on-one match. Like, let Undertaker be protected in the tag match like he was at Extreme Rules last year. He can come in, do, you know, do his thing, hit his moves without having to really be a part of the match. Like, that is probably the best route for an undertaker to go going forward just the you know minor appearances minor matches kind of like the match with john cena a couple years back at wrestlemania it was two minutes long and it was a squash yeah uh the match versus uh shane mcmahon and drew mcintyre last year with roman reigns you look oh you looked okay because roman reigns did most of the work so so he, he looked okay in that match uh you know have, have you know that's that's what the undertaker should do now he doesn't need to put on these long matches no more he's passed right i'm honestly i'm i'm just waiting for him to just you know completely wrap it up i mean yeah i don't like i don't know what else is left for him to do but you know me i'm i'm the i'm the you gotta cash them checks man future 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 it, it, it if you're the Undertaker, you 70 years old, and they call you up, be like, hey, man, we got $2 well, yeah, million no, dollars for you to walk down to the ring and choke slam somebody. I'm cashing that $2 million check. It's responsible. Like, to me, if I'm Undertaker, I'm taking it, too. I'm just thinking of, you know, the creative side. Like, I'm just saying, you have a lot of guys on your roster that perfect time to showcase them. I understand it's WrestleMania. I understand, you know, they are draws. But, like, I tell all the fans – I don't make a dime from WWE. So I can care less how much money they make. All I really care about with wrestling is the creative side. And like like I said, if he, you know, if Undertaker can't go. But that factors know. into it too, though. What? Is is it's them a making money? Yeah, it's a business at the end of the day. I no, think more I'm people talking, need to understand that. Like whatever whatever creative you like you say you don't care about that. They don't care about what you want creatively when it comes to making money. Exactly. They can make money else and they could give a damn about what you want. And that's, you know, 
and that's and that's the problem that that has wasted the the content though but what you want you're you're in a you're in a minor compared to what other people want what what the exactly like i said that's why i watched that's that's where most of the decisions are made from whereas like you the only difference is you don't complain about it you just watch the stuff you like yeah the stuff you like instead of just focuses on the stuff you don't like which i think is the biggest issue with this with with the with the wrestling fan base in general is that just people are just focused on the things they don't like. One, just because WWE does a couple things you, you don't like, that don't mean it's bad. Like there are things on there you do like. There's probably things more things you do like than you don't like, but you just focus on the negative. Like, and I, I think it's actually kind of old. It's it's been that way for about like a year and a half now with people just just act like this like stop it man you know i think i think it's just people are looking at like like what you like bro reality they're relying on old talent for the big moments you know like when when stone cold and Shawn michaels all these guys showing up up and they tuning in to see goldberg and john cena exactly but that's that's but that's what i tell you but that's to me that's the business side of everything like yes if i was in wwe and i'm making millions from this of course, but I'm not. So with what with most fans are thinking, hey, only thing I could do is think of the creative side. And with that, like I said, when we grew up watching wrestling, like Hulk Hogan didn't make me fall in love with wrestling. You know what I mean? When I seen John Cena coming up, I didn't see Stone Cold coming in and taking his spot. Like you have to me, wrestling will never be at its height again. Because he broke his neck. But even then, John Cena was hot. Like I don't, I could never see Stone Cold coming and taking this spot. And you'll I love Stone Cold. You'll think if Stone Cold was healthy, he would have came back and faced John Cena. I would think he would have faced John Cena. That would have been a nice match. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's just when growing up, when we watching, we didn't see too many of these these guys. Like, like honestly, Goldberg started in the nineties. There's no reason for the Fiend to have all these matches kicking out of all this crazy stuff before and losing to what four jackhammers when they say what it was i didn't i didn't watch the match four spears you know I mean? and a uh and a snap suplex that was yes. supposed to be a jackhammer and like seth rollins hit him with everything he possibly could in the hell in his cell and he was just like and that was goofy. That it, it, they had <laughs> exactly to, they had and that's why i say you shouldn't even do that. that you shouldn't even do that in the beginning you know what i mean like that's i mean what's, what's done is done so you can't you right can't focus on and you that's know, why people what get you upset. Should have done different back in October. It was done as that. Right, and that's why people like, get upset about it's all about like now, this coming like, in. It's wrestling. Like wrestling moves on. You forget that certain guys do things. Like, like they brought in. Remember they brought in Albert. Like when he came back from Japan, and he was supposed to be like this Japanese samurai type dude. That was terrible. This motherfucker <laughs> turned into a dancer. He started dancing with Brodus exactly. Clay like a year later. So it's wrestling. This is how wrestling always been. Somebody comes in, they kind of, you know, change the direction away things go. Certain things don't work out. They do something different. Like, the stuff with The Fiend didn't really work. It was stupid. What they did at Hell in a Cell and what they did at a Super Showdown with The Fiend made them look too invincible when they got to the point where it was like, uh, how how is somebody going to beat this guy? So now yeah. you, you've been making them look a little bit mortal. And I think it's necessary for his character development. And it's necessary for the longevity of the character. That way, you're not just getting burnt out over it after about a year after a debut. Because I can guarantee you that if you would have kept the championship 
by by like May, people really would have just been like, ugh. Like yeah. still had the title after Mania. I think people would have just soured on it even more than they apparently have. Uh we spent too much time talking about that though. So let's get back to Monday night, bro. Sure. Uh, Shada Baszler uh defeated Kyrie saying. Uh, I guess Oscar was supposed to face Shayna Baszler, but uh, she had a last-minute injury, and so uh, Kyrie Sane, you know, stepped in her place. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out there um, to just be annoying, pretty much. Uh, but Shayna Baszler gets the win. Her first match on Raw. Uh, they're still uh, labeling her as an NXT superstar, so uh, only a matter of time till that happens. Uh, she's probably going to win the Chamber on Sunday. Hopefully. Shout out to Jessica Dukes too. I was watching the Ultimate Fighter. Jessica Duke. Yeah, she she could she she could scrap. I just want to throw that one out there. Uh, so that should even be though cool. she hasn't did anything in WWE, but yeah, look at you. Um. Also, before that, uh, I actually forgot to mention. I skipped like two segments. Um, Liv Morgan defeated Ruby Riot. Sarah Logan was the referee. Uh, Liv Morgan won. Sarah Logan did a fast count. Uh, and then Sarah Logan attacked uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. So uh, they're, they're the three other members of the chamber match on Sunday. And so they just try to showcase them. So it just isn't completely about Asuka and Santa <laughs> Baszler. <laughs> hey, do, do what you do. <laughs> and, uh, and also Natty. So, you know, Natty just, Natty's Natty. She's just going to be around just to be Natty's around. a legend, man. You don't have to build her up to anything. Yeah, she's just going to be around. But, she don't have to win nothing, from, but she she's a legend. She's a legend. Yeah, so, you, you know, make the other competitors in the match look, you know, somewhat decent. So, I feel him. And also, uh, Eric Rowan finally revealed what was in his cage, and it's a big-ass spider. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, scared off the conga line backstage with no way, Jose. So, yeah, uh, he's still in WWE. Yeah, he's gonna right. be around. He's gonna be around for a while. I would, I would love to interview you guys like that, just to just to pick their brain, just to be like, because to me that was a gimmick that really I've always seen that could really never get anywhere. So I just would like want to get know up. It was, like, what they thought of something like that. A lot of people in NXT have these gimmicks, and you're just like, this has no hope to, to be <laughs> anything whatsoever uh, yeah. on Raw or SmackDown. No way Jose was that. Uh, Adam Rose was that. Um, I, I love Tyler Breeze in NXT. Uh, I thought he should have been NXT champion, but even him. I just knew when he when he got the raw and you know SmackDown it wasn't gonna do much and he didn't do anything at all. Do do we have some new friends on Twitter? What happened? No show podcast. I'm I just I just recently got on our Twitter and I'm just looking at all the tweets. Oh, uh, y'all responded uh, to one of the tweets about uh Alistair Black being ruined. Yeah. Because he lost to AJ Styles, and I'm like, nah, fam, he can't get ruined. He's he's if, if you kind of pay attention to, I don't I don't know if, if wrestling fans don't understand storytelling at all. The fact that I'm I'm a theater and film major, I know about storylines and storytelling, and I know wow. I can sense a direction that the story is going to go in. Um, 
and that's kind of what I, I said with Alistair Black, is he's not going to just let the OC attack him two weeks in a row and not do anything about it. Uh, he's facing AJ Styles this Sunday. Uh, AJ Styles clearly, I don't think, has been healthy, like fully healthy to go full throttle matches. And uh-huh. there's really no reason for him to go full throttle matches the past few weeks anyway. So they've been doing what they've been doing with him. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I just, you know, I, I like to let people know, like, fam, just stop overreacting. Don't, you can't just be, like, you know, overreacting to Aleister Black losing when it's, you know, a bigger picture going on. Hey. Look at the bigger picture, peoples. Uh, shout out to no. them. What's, what's it called? The No Show Podcast? Yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Um, and then our, our, our main event segment, uh, Hall of Famer, the Glamazon. Beth hey. Phoenix uh, came out just to give an update on Edge. Uh, did not get to, did not get to say what she was going to say because Randy <laughs> Orton came out immediately and Randy Orton finally explained himself. Uh, he told a story about how uh, he met Edge back in 99, you know, with his father, you know, back before he was, you know, on the main roster. And uh, him and Edge ended up becoming good friends. And so when he seen that Edge came back at the at the Royal Rumble, he wanted to save Edge's life by attacking him. <laughs> by, 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 yeah, by, by ending his career <laughs> again or attempting to end his career again because he wanted his, you know, he wanted his friend, his close friend to be around to 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 watch his you know, to watch his daughters grow up to to be there for his family he wanted to make sure he wanted to be a friend and make sure that he was able to be around for his family and 100 percent healthy that's nice uh, i'm gonna uh you know i'm gonna try to put him in a wheelchair by doing that <laughs> right <laughs> so <laughs> he said uh he loves edge he loves beth he loves their children uh, but he blamed Beth for it because she enabled Edge to come back and uh, told her the truth hurts. <laughs> and, I, just uh, a, I just had a crazy joke, but and, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make you say it after after I get it. Uh, <laughs> Beth Beth Phoenix slaps Randy Orton in the face. Uh, Randy Orton calls her a bitch and RKO's her. And that's how we end Raw. It was, it, here's the part I really enjoyed about it. So you remember at, at the Hall of Fame last year when the dude tried to attack Bret Hart? Yeah. And it just panned to the crowd for like two minutes. Yeah. Because it was just a bunch of commotion going on in the ring. That's what they did <laughs> at this segment. Like he RKO'd her and they panned to the crowd immediately. <laughs> and they was on the crowd for like 30 seconds. And then they, they got back to the ring once like they started tending to her like, you got the edge heads came out, you know, Kurt hey. Hoffman, Zack Ryder, shout out to the edge heads. Uh, you had Ray Mysterio came out, even, even Ron Truth broke character and he came out and he was just, you know, regular old Ron killings. He wasn't our truth, none of that. So I love when, uh, you know, Paul <laughs> Heyman's, uh, Monday Night Raw knows how to blend the lines, uh, between reality and, uh, and fiction. And I enjoy it. Uh, what joke did you have? It just has something to do with leader. I don't want to say it because it's very tasteless. Right, we're not going to say it. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> this Sunday, uh, Elimination Chamber. We'll get some predictions going, man, just because. Hey. Uh, like I said, I kind of forgot that it was this Sunday just because we just had the, the Super Showdown last week. Yeah, I forget so, what matches they even have. What are they even having? 
so we got the uh, the the elimination chamber, the number one contenders match for the Raw Women's Title at WrestleMania. Uh, Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, uh, question mark on her possibly. Uh, Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan. Uh, I think we all know Shayna Baszler is probably Shana. doing that. So. Yeah, not much. Uh, well deserved though. Shana's yeah, well deserved. She she she's she's been killing it the past you know two three years or so. Uh, <laughs> I, first time I seen Shayna Baszler was at the May Young Classic um, here in Vegas. The the finals oh. of her and Kyrie Sane. Uh, did not know who those two were because I did not watch the May Young Classic the first one. Yeah, uh, as it was airing. And so it just had these finals that at night I was there and uh, I enjoyed the little pirate yeah. gimmick from Kyrie. Like Shayna Baszler looked like a badass. Uh, I knew Shayna Baszler was a was a UFC fighter. I didn't I didn't know how good she was as a wrestler. Uh, Ronda Rousey was there. I remember that. Uh, so I, I'm going to go uh, rewatch that match again because I don't remember how good it was. But I know their match at Evolution was good. You said what? Ronda take a picture with that little girl that same night. I remember like Ronda grabs. Oh yeah, I remember that. Out the crowd and all that. I remember. I remember. I remember Ronda got booed. Yeah, she did, huh? That was fun. Yeah, I was. But I was definitely booing her too. What I was saying about Shayna Baszler is like one thing about what makes Shayna Baszler character so great is that that is actually Shayna Baszler in real life. Like I was watching it. Uh, like I said, the Ultimate Fighter. With with uh, when Ronda and Bisha Tate was all on there, and Shayna actually lost her first fight, and like Shayna was like, what Shayna is now in WWE, like before and after, it was dope. So like me going back and rewatching that and seeing like me looking at her now, I'm like, oh, this is Shayna for real though. Like this is not no 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 kayfabe. That's her. And I'm like that makes her character even so much dope to me. So shout out shout out to Shayna. And and Shayna's music slaps. As well, like yes. I get hyped when that not being dun, 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 dun. I be enjoying <laughs> it, just going crazy. Uh, so shout out to her, man. Um, for the Intercontinental Championship, we got a three on one handicap match Braun Strowman versus uh, the artist Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Braun, we're going with Braun. Um, I don't care, <laughs> I think this is going to be good. I think, uh Especially if it's like a tornado handicap, he got to take all three on at the same time. I think it should be interesting because one, because that match they had a couple weeks ago, the uh, the symphony match with with all the weapons, like all the musical instruments, that match was good as hell for no reason, like, absolutely no reason for that match to be as good as it was. It was bomb. So, yeah. So I, I I can expect a a surprise here. I think. This pay-per-view is actually going to be really, really good. I hope so. Looking at the rest of the card, because uh, we have uh, for the tag team championships on SmackDown, uh, The Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day versus The Usos versus Heavy Machinery versus The Lucha House Party. Uh, it's going to be Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, who I think are uh, the two best members. Uh, no offense to Kalisto, but just like, Lince Dorado, Rey Mysterio had that match like a, a couple months back. Fire. Yeah. And then, I uh, or was it Grand Metal League? It was Grand Metal League, I'm sorry. Uh, and Rey Mysterio. And then Lince Dorado's just cold in U.S. You forget Grand Metal League was like popping before he was WWE. 
Uh, who who you got winning this match? I I said uh, I said earlier I had Miz and Morrison because yeah. I didn't I didn't you know it just won the titles. There's really no reason to take it off of them. Right. I always root for the Usos though. I mean, when you have a match with the Usos and the New Day, you can't really go wrong. So. In the Chamber too, they they were part yeah. of the the first ever Hell in a Cell. Um, yeah. Oh, tag team Hell in a Cell. Uh, tag team championship Hell in a Cell. I'm sorry. That makes you want to go back and rewatch that match. That match. Was I might have to go check that flames. out. Flames. Yeah, uh, I, I listen. This all all twelve men in this match can get some get something going crazy. So yeah, but I got Miz and Morrison. Still the show. Uh, and on the Raw side of things, uh, Street Profits defend the Raw Tag Titles against uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy in a rematch from tonight. Uh, same thing, man. You don't want to, you know, change change the titles too much. They just they just won the championships. Uh, both teams just won the championships, and so there's really no reason to take you know titles off of either team. So I uh, see the Street Profits retaining somehow. Don't know how, but somehow. Uh, Alistair Black and AJ Styles in a no disqualification match. Oh yeah, uh, I think this is, this is Alistair Black's time, man. Yeah. He, he lost. He lost tonight. It was his first loss since uh, WrestleMania last year. Um, and your first loss being to AJ Styles isn't bad. Not bad no. at all. So, because AJ Styles is. That I bad. reckon we see an Undertaker appearance on Sunday. Yeah, AJ Styles to me is is at that goat level too. So yeah, easily. He, I don't know. It's just he. He could just do anything. He's a great face. He's a great heel. To me, he's a better heel. But you know, you know what I'm saying. AJ Styles is my guy. So yeah, him and Aleister Black, no DQ too. You got one. Like, I don't know. I don't care. Let them fight. <laughs> let them wrestle. But probably Aleister Black. I don't know. If, if the Undertaker show up, I don't know. I don't care. Because like honestly, it I really got Undertaker showing up. At some point, maybe yeah. maybe during the match, it's no DQ. Maybe during the match, maybe after the match. Yeah, and Alistair get that get that dub back. I can see Alistair being pissed off about that too. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's just still yeah. the show. It might be the best match on the card. Uh, yep. Aside from the uh, SmackDown Chamber, uh, and then uh, for the U.S. title, uh, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Humberto Carrillo pinned Andrade during the tag match. <laughs> earlier tonight uh so i think uh you know andrade just came back from suspension well we gonna get that fatal four probably right going yeah i think uh <laughs> humberto gonna get the win here well, we're gonna get that fatal four-way wrestlemania I, I, I feel like yeah i feel like humberto will get the the that win at like wrestlemania or something like that just to give him his moment Give Angel Garza the moment. Yeah. I can see that too, but they've been building up. Well, they've been up all them guys, so hey. Let's have it. Let's I love the unpredictability of it all. Yes. Uh elsewhere in the news, man, uh Matt Hardy uh let his contract expire. Uh as of March first, he is officially a free agent. Uh where do you think Matt Hardy's gonna land, man? I don't know. There's been rumblings of him in AEW uh, possibly being the leader of the Dark Order. That would be bad. Uh, But I think, you know, with the whole broken, you know, whole situation, I would like to see him in NWA power, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
I think that character can work well. He doesn't need to wrestle often. He can do, you know, the whole, you know, be as creative as he wants to be. Uh, either in NWA power or back in impact. I don't want to I think that'd be the best options for him. Uh I don't I don't really see much for him in AEW. Uh I don't know. I just can't see him there. I think well, one thing people what AEW is going for, Matt Hardy doesn't fit that mold. What people don't understand about Matt Hardy is to me, Matt Hardy don't get enough credit for this, is outside of WWE, like his he has his his promotion of himself has been amazing. Like Extremely amazing. I don't know why he hasn't really put that in towards his own wrestling companies, but like even going on his wife's Instagram and showing like he was like in the middle of winter in a pool doing a promo and like she outside doing the video, like how much he invested in himself into do all this. Like he has his own like basically training center at his house, you know, like Matt Hardy, he I don't think he gets enough of credit for, you know, reinventing himself too and and promoting himself more than, you know, rather than like waiting on a building to like he gracefully because he could have just stayed in WWE and just collected them checks and really just been like, hey, I do whatever you want me to do, show up every once in a while. I come in as Matt Hardy, but he like, nah, I want to do something else, you know? And I respect him for that. I respect any wrestler that, that could do that. I think like Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho probably the the two that yeah that really just know how to reinvent themselves. Right. So shout out to shout out to both of them guys, man. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'll i really like to see him in NWA. I think that's probably the best bet for him. It only if they bring back the fire. Yeah, only if they bring that back. I don't know what they are, bro. I haven't watched the episode it, since they have. <laughs> they haven't brought it back since then. Since it's oh, been gone, man. it's been a few weeks, so I don't think it's ever coming back. We really gotta start tweeting them about that, bro. <laughs> I'm falling. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, man, and uh, and last but not least, here on our our list of, of segments, man, I want to do a, another Black History. Hey. I said I was going to start doing this every week on the show, man. We're going to do a Black History Spotlight. Uh, I want to give a spotlight to the two-time Hall of Famer, Booker T. Yes, sir. Uh, my guy uh, is a uh, six-time. Six-time. Six-time world champion. <laughs> WCW. Uh, <laughs> Won a U.S. championships, you know, tag team championships with the uh, with the Harlem Heat. Shout uh, out to Stevie Ray, uh, also the King of the Ring, and uh, two time WWE Hall of Famer as well, man. Uh, television champion, uh, Legends champion in TNA. Uh, TNA made him that belt, like they built that belt for him specifically for him. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Booker T, man, you to go. That's all I want to say, man. Uh, <laughs> we anything don't get else? Whole, <laughs> you said what? We'll get the whole little group with Booker T. Hey, man. Uh, we got some technical difficulties, man. So uh, I'm just going off bro. the top of my head, bro. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm looking at this spider. That's all they had for real. All right. Let's go. Cool. 
Yeah, a little, a little ugly spider. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey man, uh, it's, it's been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, another good episode. Uh, you know where to find us at, at YK Wrestling. As always, subscribe to us. Uh, where can they follow you at, Malik? Malik.lv, uh, Instagram, y- YK Sports 23 on uh, Instagram, SY, uh, SYP Nation, Legacy 4X on Instagram. Uh, shout out to Mayweather Promotions, too. Man, I, I had a great time with y'all last week. Sure. Uh, they have the bet to me personally. They have the best PR team. They're like just great. So shout out to them. Big shout out, and uh, and big shout out to uh to Floyd Seniors, man. Uh, yeah. Took a pick with your boy. Uh, shout out to uh Caleb Plant, Badu Jack. You know, all all the big name fighters that was there. It was it was real cool, real chill. Uh. Shout out to the dude that that kind of got knocked out in the ring too. Um, I missed it because <laughs> like I all right, listen, I, I had woke up at like 5 30, 6 o'clock in the morning that day, and I really had to just go to sleep. I was so tired, bro. Yeah. And so I had to go, I need like I need to pick me up or something, right? I go to I go walking around the whole Sam's town looking for the shop. I was looking for the gift shop, go get me an energy drink so I could be cool. And uh, finally find it. I go in there, buy my energy drink, go back in there. I just hear the crowd is going crazy. I'm like, man, what I missed? I come around the corner. It's a dude dead in the ring. All in all, man, it was a it was a fun show, bro. Yeah, it was cool, man. Uh, shout, shout out to Mayweather Promotion. Shout out to Showtime Boxing. Yes, sir. Shout out to Showbox. Shout out to my guy, Keith Hunter. All the, Shout out all the, to all them. yeah, man. Shout out to uh, what's what's the dude named Rock, Rock Myrtle, Prince Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah shout, shout out to him, him, man. Follow the page. That's one good thing about boxers, man. They they are, they really Chill. like the media, and they and they and then they don't hesitate to follow you or connect with you. So shout out to them. Yeah, big shout out. So uh, I'm uh intrigued for more events, man. Uh, going forward but this has been the young kings wrestling podcast uh as i always say man speak your peace and, and make blessed money not stress money i believe what you gotta say <laughs> you gotta steal all my slogans huh <laughs> hey man <laughs> hey man you said it's cool for people to steal pd williams uh stuff so i'm gonna steal your stuff too man it's, hey it's, man it's cool. hey you said it for me then i ain't gotta say it then hey man we out of here Young Kings rest. We we out. Gone. Gone. <laughs> <laughs>